Welcome to Radio Curious and another program in our series on race relations. I'm Barry Vogel. Our guest is Deputy Sheriff Oro Massey, a black man, a native of South Carolina, and a 20-year veteran of the Mendocino County Sheriff's Department, as well as a 20-year veteran of the United States Marine Corps, where he was assigned to the embassy detail. When I asked Oral Massey to be a guest on this program to discuss his experience as a black deputy sheriff in Mendocino County, he asked, are the people of this county ready to hear what I have to say? In part one of our conversation, recorded on February 1st, 2015, Deputy Sheriff Oral Massey shares his experiences. You may decide if you're ready to hear what he has to say. Well, I um, have been in the county uh, about uh, almost 20 years now. And I have to say it's probably been the most challenging 20 years of my life. Uh, it's been uh, very difficult at times. And uh, it really tested uh, probably every character trait and every emotion that I could probably come up with and a few more uh, by being in the county here and coming in contact with the people that live here. Can you tell us about the tests that you, that you mentioned? Well, I um, am an African-American, of course, and I felt and still do feel that uh, it is extremely difficult for a uh, person of color to uh, be in Mendocino County in a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, sorry to say, but uh, racism still is alive and it strives uh, in this county here. And I'm, um, and I can attest to that on probably an everyday basis. Tell me about it. Well, without saying what I do for a living, but I am in a position of authority, and I do come in contact with uh, individuals. And I think I've been called, uh, and if I could go two days without being called the N-word or some discriminatory type words, you know, I, I would be happy. And I really don't, I think I would have a hard time coming up with different phrases or different words that I haven't been called in my 20 years of living in this county. Would you be willing to uh, share or talk about the kind of work that you do and which you do have a position of authority? Talk about that as an ex everyday example. I um, am a public safety officer, and uh, one of my jobs that I do is I enforce the, the laws of the state and ordinances of the county and et cetera. And as such, uh, people that I come in contact with, I'm not saying everyone. There are some very nice people in Mendocino County, but I have uh, come into some people that have uh, preconceived ideas about certain races of people, and especially uh, people of color. Uh, I have um, 
been called monkey. I've been called um, the N-word. I've been told to stay away from white women. I uh, have numerous complaints about things that you would probably laugh at if I was to tell you some of the complaints that I've received in this county here, you know, based upon mainly my, my color. Going back to a conversation that you had on the stage of the Ukiah Players Theater 10, 12 years ago, among other people who represented different minority groups who live here in Mendocino County. The comment that, that you made that stays with me is not one day goes by at your work where you're called the N-word. It is uh, quite frustrating, and it um, interferes with your ability to do your job, knowing that uh, there are individuals that don't like you because of the color of your skin. And uh, I, it's been something that I've never understood. And I like to think of myself as a fair, decent individual. And I try my darnest to forget things. And, and I try my best to make sure I treat people fairly. But I'm always reminded of the color of my skin, uh, you know, by people. Uh, let me give you some examples of what people have said to me over the years. And I was thinking about just writing a book and uh, probably a very thick book. Um, I remember, uh, at one time that I went out to, uh, Redwood Valley to handle a landlord tenant dispute. And the person that called, I contact the individual, um, I do recall his name, but I won't say his name. But uh, when I talked to him, uh, he said uh, his name and and he said that he had this problem with his landlord, which I resolved the issue. And we even had a quick smile when I left and he waved. And but when I got back to the office, he had dialed 911 and he had talked to dispatcher. And he had told the dispatcher he wanted to speak to a supervisor, which he did. And he told the supervisor never to send another in out there again. This is a white people country, and we don't ever want to see another in out there again. And I found out this because I, uh, it was a dispatcher that called me and said, hey, somebody called in and made a complaint about you. And she didn't want to say what it was because she was embarrassed. But uh, my supervisor had talked to me and he had talked to the individual that made the 911 call. And uh, I never heard anything else uh, regarding it. But my supervisor was not happy with the comment. And uh, I could name more. Um, another time I was uh, in Capella, you know, just watching the traffic go by. When a elderly couple ran through the four-way stop sign. And out of safety for the public, I stopped them and asked them to slow down, which they said they would, and they proceeded. Well, there was uh, someone in the community that watched the interaction and called the sheriff's office. And the complaint was, I was a uppity in, and I had no business out there harassing the elderly white people 
And I was very intimidated because I pulled up my pants when I walked out, when I got out of the uh, out of the vehicle and they didn't think I should be out there. There was another occasion where I was uh, out in Powder Valley on regular patrol. And the citizens were so upset because I was there. The first thing that they complained about directly to me was that I didn't know they had one of you on the force. And two was that they called us back to the office and said, we don't want him out here. This is what this is what they said. Now, this is only a couple of complaints. They were so abundant. So we're talking about the complaints that one of my supervisors uh, sent out a memo to all the uh, the sergeants and had me move removed from Potter Valley and Redwood Valley and moved me to South Ukiah. So the people out in that area out there, we're talking about Redwood Valley and Potter Valley, wouldn't complain so much. You know, instead of addressing the issue another way, they removed me. And, you know, I found out by one of the supervisors uh, showing me the memo a long time ago that this is what uh, the commander had sent out. And they said, let's keep this between the sergeants. This is what the memo said. I read the memo. And I recall I worked in uh, Boonville. And somehow the rumor got started that I was going to be a, I was going to be working in Boonville. Resident deputy? Yes. And there was a petition that I found out that was sent around stating that we protest. We protest him coming here. We don't want him here. And uh, like I said, those are just a couple of them. I can go on with numerous, numerous uh, things that have been said about me and based upon you know, my race. Uh, I was at the lake one day and I was with another deputy. And I, we were talking to some individual at one of the campgrounds and someone saw it. This individual called in to the office and said that that inn is over there in the campground harassing white people. So when you hear things like that, um, it doesn't really make you feel good. People call in and say that I'm following them around on the street. And I really have to laugh at this one because this is probably one of my favorites. I was uh, off one day at home asleep when one of my peers called up and asked me, are you on Talmadge Road? I said, no, I'm at home sleep. And he goes, well, someone called and said they saw you standing on Talmadge at South State Street. And it was a suspicious black person standing out there. And they said it was you. Now, after that, one of my supervisors called up and said that someone had called and said there was a suspicious black person standing on the corner and they thought it was me. When you look at things like that, I am singled out numerous times based upon, you know, my color. And 
you have to remember also that I am the first Afro-American law enforcement officer ever in the history of the Minnesota County Sheriff's Office. And still the only one. And still the only one, yes. So what does the sheriff do about these issues? Well, you know, I, uh, I'm only me. I'm the only one here. And I really don't believe that anyone can ever put his or herself in my position and know what it's like to be someone in my position. And uh, surely I don't believe anyone understands the racial discrimination that I've gone through the last 20 years because it really doesn't affect them directly. Um, and they're, you know, when I talk to my peers regarding the things that happened to me, they say, yeah, we hear it and we see it, but I really don't, and I can't feel what you're going through because I'm not you and I'm not affected by it because, you know, I can blend in and, um, no one called me all those horrible names like they call you. So I really don't know if the supervisors, I know some of them are, are aware of the extra things that goes on with me uh, in my position. Uh, I have talked to all my supervisors. They, you know, they've heard all the complaints and some of them are really um, vigilant about trying to correct the problem. But, you know, they, they're all from here. They grew up here, and they're part of the community. And I have to say that uh, because of the things that are happening to me, it has caused me to be a, a lot more reserved. I don't laugh in all the stuff like other people laugh because I my laughter or my talk is interpreted as something else and it comes back in, in form of complaints. And, and uh, so I don't know, like I'm sure that they don't experience all the things that, uh, that I've gone through and really, I don't think they really can relate. And I don't get out on a daily basis and complain because if I did, uh, I think the office would have a full-time job trying to resolve all the issues and we are not there to handle complaints 24 hours a day, you know, so I absorb a lot of it and march on. What I'm indirectly asking, I'd like to ask directly, and that is that the policy, the attitudes of one person towards another can be influenced by the sheriff speaking out on this issue. Is that possible? Do you see that as, as a reality in our community? Well, oh, absolutely. And uh, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the sheriff has a uh, job and he's a very responsible individual. And uh, he, I'm sure he does not advocate uh, these type of behaviors. But the, the people in the community, they are individuals. And uh, they've grown up in an environment that is very conducive in a lot of ways to... Uh, these type of things that I'm talking talking about, uh, you know, people are people. They, you know, they learn from uh, uh, other people, and um, these type of uh, behaviors, you know, they can be passed on from people to people, and 
Uh, I know from uh, personal experience that um, there have been not treated very fairly uh, in this county, and that's partially based upon my color. And like I said before, I've been here close to 20 years. It's probably the most challenging 20 years of my entire life. In this edition of Radio Curious, as part of our series on racism in Mendocino County, California, we're visiting with Mendocino County Deputy Sheriff Oral Massey. I'm Barry Vogel. Deputy Massey, would you share with us your personal background? Well, I um, grew up in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and uh, I graduated uh, from Rock Hill High School, and I... Um, Signed up for the Marine Corps before I graduated from high school. I was ready to go prior to my graduation. And uh, when I graduated, I joined the Marine Corps, and I spent um, a time, uh, I think about 10 years and a half, uh, with the Department of State. Uh, you know, I traveled to many foreign countries, places such as um, Thailand and Finland and Zurich and I spent uh, time in uh, Vladivostok, the Soviet Union. Um, when you were in the Marine Corps and associated with the Department of State, were you attached to the various embassies in the countries that you mentioned? There's a program which is called Embassy Duty. And Embassy Duty is when the Marine Corps selects and joint with the Department of State uh, certain qualified Marines to serve at American embassies and consulates and negations uh, throughout the world. The State Department sort of like borrows the Marines for a number of years or so. And those Marines go to a school in Washington, D.C. And once they graduate from school, it's a rigorous school and that uh, teaches all kinds of neat stuff. Um, you know, uh, adequacy, uh, embassy security. It's basically like a, a police person. Then you're assigned to an embassy or a consulate, operationally, you're at the embassy and you take your direction from the, the embassy there. I um, spent 21 um, years in the Marine Corps. You know, I taught many different subjects, such as uh, terrorism and anti-terrorism and physical security and, and those type of things. So I had a very rewarding uh, 20 years uh, in the Marine Corps. I not retired as a... Uh, a master sergeant, first sergeant uh, in Marine Corps. Somehow along the way, I was able to uh, go to uh, Chapman University and uh, obtain a bachelor's degree in uh, criminology with an emphasis in uh, psychology. And I even um, tried my hand out at working at Long Beach in a federal detention center as a uh, correction uh, officer. And eventually, I ended up uh, accepting a job here in Minnesota County as a juvenile probation officer. And from there, I met our current sheriff right now. I met him. We were talking about Sheriff Allman as a, as a sergeant. He was a sergeant then, but we had some very friendly exchanges, and he was one that encouraged me to uh, apply for the sheriff's office, which I did. So I'm uh, close to 20 years with the sheriff's office. I'm, possibly winding down my career with the sheriff's office. So I enjoy what I do. So I've had uh, two very, very good careers. 
Well, Deputy Sheriff Oral Massey, what I'm curious about is if I'm understanding you correctly, the racism that you have suffered here in Mendocino County is more pointed than in other places where you've been. Oh, absolutely. Why do you think that is? Oh, I think um, in foreign countries, for example, um, I was in Helsinki, Finland. When you talk to the people in Helsinki, Finland, they're not taught about racism, who you should like and who you shouldn't like. They're more curious about me than anything at all. And when I got to know them, they were very, very accepting of who I was, regardless of my race. And there were comments made that they have watched American television and they wanted to know why people didn't like black people in America, which was sort of embarrassed to me when they started asking questions like that. You know, it really makes you research your mind how one country or people in a foreign country can grow up and have all of these non-racist thoughts that roams around in their minds. And you go to another country and everything seems to be predicated upon a color. I can't figure that out yet. But uh, we have a, um, in this country, is a very negative history of uh, in America. And that has carried on and we continue to teach our kids about racist things from one generation to the other. Do you find Mendocino County to have a um, different attitude towards people of color than South Carolina, for example, other or other places within the United States? Well, I do know from experience from living in large cities and small cities. Uh, when I lived in South Carolina, which a very, very uh, racist place when I was growing up. Uh, it is very comparable to Mendocino County. I find that in a larger city, people are more tolerant because you have a more diverse mixture of people. In small counties where you know, you know your neighbor, you know the people down the street, uh, there's a set of unspoken rules, it seems like, um, and in small communities, uh, more likely to maintain, in my experience, those racist views than a larger city with a divide, uh, diverse mix of people. Unspoken rules. What would they be here in our county? Well, it would, it would be just like what I have uh, experienced in, um, in South Carolina. Unspoken rules or if... You're a person of color and you wanted to go and apply for a job. Well, you could be told, well, the job is full. People have been hired already. But in reality, you didn't get the job because perhaps of your color. And it is not by my thinking that on a, on a hunch that has been, you know, I had a friend that was a marshal down in Solano County. And this is when I first got here and he was interested in becoming um, a law enforcement officer in this area here. So I said, hey, there have there are openings up here, you should apply. So he did, he came up uh, to the Willits Police Department which had uh, a couple of openings and he applied, and but he never heard anything back. So he called me and said, hey, how are things going up there? I said, well, I haven't heard anything either. So he made one phone call and uh, didn't get a response. 
And then he said to me that he made another phone call. And not only did they say no, they said the position of Phil and there's no reason for you to call back anymore. This is what he told me. And also I've uh, ran into people of color that, uh, you know, so several of them that lives in the community and some that have passed through. And they made the comment to me, how in the world can you work in a place like Mendocino County? And I think just about every person of color here have complained to me about harassment about our local law enforcement officers and those type of things. I'm sure it's explainable, but it's uh, hard to see why people are in that mindset and uh, a lot of things that are based upon the color of a person's skin. Deputy Sheriff Oral Massey, how can we begin to change this problem? Well, I think it has to be done uh, collectively. I think we all have a responsibility. I think, uh, you know, black, white, or whatever, we have a responsibility. And uh, it, when these problems, uh, especially with race that seems to affect everything in America, you know, we just can't put our head in the sand and hope that it goes away. I think we need to have a uh, communication to understand and and try to resolve these issues. And I think that educators, parents especially, have a responsibility to erase all of these uh, preconceived notions and ideas that makes uh, things so difficult. We have people, you know, everyone, regardless of you know, race, uh, color, creed, or whatever, you know, we should have fair and equal uh, opportunities to aspire in this uh, community, in this society. And, and it's so unfortunate that things are the way that they are and that race plays such an enormous part in just about everything that we do. It's say, it's say, for example, in Mendocino County, uh, I really don't think the average Caucasian realizes what type of problems that minorities go through in this county when they're here, because it never affects them. I um, can tell you that from like firsthand, because I experience it so much and is at a point now where if someone calls into my office and sometimes they announce it over the radio. There's someone that wants to make a complaint. If I'm out driving around, I just turn around and come back to the sheriff's office because it's probably about me. And my coworkers can tell you is that if there are five deputies standing out there, the citizen calls in and they, and there's a question regarding something that took place, they would call and ask me about it because they can't remember anybody else. And I could have nothing to do with what's going on. I, I could be just driving by or standing out there, but they always identify me by my color. Well, Deputy Sheriff Oral Massey, I'll save the questions I usually ask my guests at the end of an interview until the end of part two of our conversation. And thank you very much for sharing this little-known reality of Mendocino County. It's a pleasure to be here. Oral 
Massey has been a deputy sheriff in Mendocino County for 20 years and is a 21-year veteran of the United States Marine Corps assigned to the embassy detail. Part two of our conversation with Deputy Massey will follow in our next program. There are over 500 editions of Radio Curious on our website, radiocurious.org. They're free to listen, download, and share as you wish. The email address is curious at radiocurious.org, and the phone is 707-462-6541. Christina Onestead is the assistant producer, and I'm host and producer Barry Vogel. Thank you for listening. Thank you.